The very good news for the child of God is that all it will take to navigate the hard days that have arrived and that are coming quickly is our little baby faith. I've mentioned several times that it is possible that we have entered the beginning of the Great Tribulation period that leads up to Armageddon and this world's end as we know it. Jesus speaks of it in Matthew twenty-four, twenty-one, and 22. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. The very good news for the child of God is that everything is for our sakes, even Armageddon. Isaiah fifty-four sixteen and 17. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. The very good news for the child of God is that God will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory, and not from some particular capital of some particular country. The promise to faithful Philippians in Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The very good news for the child of God is that we have an Oreo cookie, and it's Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Above and below these verses are some very heavy, dark judgments. But verses 7 and 8 stand bright, white, and clear. The very good news for the child of God is that we will surely shine during the looming darkness that comes. And hallelujah, the darker it gets, the brighter we'll shine. Be of good cheer, child of God. We are precious in his sight. Dear visitor. Have you yet to be born again, as Jesus declares in John 3, 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Today, you can begin to participate in the very good news. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt, and if you do, everything changes today, absolutely everything how amazing and true is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today, you will become a brand new creature with a brand new name, a brand new father, and a brand new eternal purpose. Today, you will be born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Follow me. And today all your sin and its shame will be washed clean by Christ's cleansing blood. Today you will become brand new. Follow me and today all of Satan's bondages will be broken. And I must underscore all. Today your eternal soul is in your own hand. 
it's decision time. Here is the prompt and the good news I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 20, Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Romans chapter 1, verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Man said, Boom! Out of nothing! Here we are! That's so intellectually satisfying. Don't you think? Our professors are so smart. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1112, that will once again stand to defend the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. All of these powerful features are available to you at no charge, and all are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as word ammunition in the battle for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting with us. May the glory of God rest upon you and your house. Revelation 17, 1 through 3. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Full of names of blasphemy. In his 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language, Noel Webster quotes Linwood in his definition of the word blasphemy. Blasphemy is an injury offered to God by denying that which is due and belonging to him or attributing to him that which is not agreeable to his nature. Webster also writes, an indignity offered to God by words or writing, reproachful, contemptuous, or irreverent words uttered impiously against Jehovah. One of the world's high names of blasphemy is evolution. The theory of evolution is the god of the academic world. According to their priests in universities and their publications and other media, evolution is the creator god. Evolutionists press to make God and his Bible irrelevant. Evolution is a theory, but its zealots portray it as and demand it be received as fact. However, it is foolishness and blasphemy of the high order. Evolution's champions cannot prove the earth and its universe is billions of years old because it is not. They can't find evolution's uncontested missing link because there isn't any. They speak their lies with authority, and it is an authority they do not have. Keep in mind that the carnal world's truth of yesterday 
is debunked by their truth of today, and their truth of today will be debunked by their truth of tomorrow. The following statement is from Samuel Arbusman's book, The Half-Life of Facts. Another way to avoid the surprise of changes in knowledge is to simply recognize that it's not that surprising. We are getting better at internalizing this. For example, many medical schools inform their students that within several years, half of what they've been taught will be wrong, and the teachers just don't know which half, end of quote. They constantly claim to have found the truth, but their truth is in a constant state of flux. Several examples of their shining truth of yesterday being debunked by their shinier truth of today can be found in the April 9, 2022 issue of Science News. Short excerpts follow. Headline, Glimpse of Cosmic Dawn Doubted, Subhead, Astronomers May Not Have Found a Sign of the First Stars After All, Science News writes. A new study cast a haze over a hint of the universe's first glimmers of starlight. In 2018, researchers claimed that a subtle signature in radio waves from early in the universe's history had revealed the era when the first star switched on, known as the cosmic dawn. But the first experiment to test the study's conclusions found no sign of those early stars, scientists report February 28 in Nature Astronomy. Headline, Nearby Black Hole Fooled Scientists. The nearest black hole to Earth isn't a black hole at all. Instead, what scientists thought was a stellar triplet, two stars in a black hole, is actually a pair of stars caught in a unique stage of evolution. Headline, coronal loop aren't what they loops aren't what they seem. Coronal loops, well-defined hot strands of plasma that arch out into the sun's atmosphere, are are, are iconic features of solar imagery. But many of these supposed coronal loops might not be there at all. Headline, cephalopod fossil stirs up debate. A cephalopod fossil may rewrite the history of octopuses and vampire squid, but it depends on who you ask. At the very least, the debate offers a lesson in how hard it can be to classify fossils, end of quotes. Man's truth is constantly changing. Now contrast that with Jesus Christ, whose name is the Word of God, Revelation 19.13, and Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. The last word penned in the Holy Bible was put there nearly 2,000 years ago. The truth changes in science news listed above were all in one issue of a magazine that publishes weekly. The publication Scientific American is another of today's media that ballyhoos evolution and continues to promote statements about creation and world history in particular. They do this with authority, and authority, I'm telling you, they do not own. In November 2016, Scientific American published a multi-page feature headlined on the cover which read, Five Scientific Facts That People Often Get Wrong. God Said, Man Said published five features addressing those claims. <laughs> Visit them. You won't be wasting your time. 
Excerpts follow from the first of that series, Things We Know to Be True, Scientific American Challenges God, Part 1. The deceivableness of unrighteousness is unashamedly ballyhooed in the November 2016 issue of Scientific American. The headline on the front cover reads, Five Scientific Facts That People Often Get Wrong. When you arrive at the multi-page feature inside, you find this headline, Five Things We Know to Be True, with the subhead, A Compendium of Irrefutable Facts for These Fact-Starved Times. A few sentences from their prelude follow. Scientific truths are always provisional at some level. We once believed that the continents were fixed on the surface of Earth. Now we know they move. We thought the universe was static. Now we know it's expanding. We thought margarine was healthier than butter, and that hormone replacement therapy was the right treatment for vast numbers of postmenopausal women. Now we know better. End of quote. God said, man said, would just like to point out a few other things they've gotten wrong. Ramapithecus, Australopithecines, Peking man, Java man, Neanderthal man, Cro-Magnum man, Nebraska man, Piltdown man, Lucy, China's fake chicken lizard, Rethink fossilization after soft tissue was discovered in dinosaur bones. And should we add raw milk, raw honey, whole wheat, olive oil, salt, eggs, circumcision, breastfeeding, the U.S. food pyramid, and so much more. Now back to the prelude in Scientific American. We ordinarily report on the latest advances in scientific and technological research. But we thought it appropriate to take a step back and discuss some of the science's firmly established facts. There is essentially no debate among legitimate scientists about these truths, which are based on verifiable evidence, which have been accepted for decades, which have only become more strongly established as new evidence continues to accumulate, end quote. Pretty bold talk, don't you think? When the first of the five facts they present is the theory of evolution. Note, that's theory of evolution, not fact of evolution, by their own admission. End of quote. The June 2022 cover story of Scientific American leads with the headline, Age of the Mammals. The subhead reads, After the dinosaurs died, our ancestors thrived. Five of the many excerpts in the six-page spread follow. These claims are spoken factually by Scientific American, but the Bible declares them to be false. Excerpt 1. The ground is littered with busted Tyrannosaurus rex limbs and chunks of vertebrae that anchored the lofty necks of sauropods some 66.9 million years ago during the Cretaceous period, and then suddenly... The bones disappear. Excerpt 2. Rewind back to the Triassic period. People often assume that mammals followed dinosaurs in the evolutionary past, but in fact, both groups traced their origins to the same time and place around 225 million years ago when all of Earth's land was gathered into the supercontinent Pangaea. At this time, the planet was recovering from the worst mass extinction in history. Excerpt number three. Between 201 million and 66 million years ago, 
During the Jurassic and Cretaceous periods, a bounty of pint-sized mammals, none larger than a badger, lived underfoot of the dinosaurs. <clears throat> Excerpt 4. Some of the best fossils of the first true placentals to form diverse Paleocene communities come from New Mexico, particularly Cambedo. Ectoconus, whose skeleton was excavated in 2014, was one of these trailblazers. When it was bounding through swampy rainforest and snacking on leaves and beans, 65.6 million years ago, it was the largest mammal that had ever lived there. <clears throat> Excerpt 5. The Paleocene was a greenhouse world. The new Mexican mammals frolicked in jungles, and crocodiles basked in high-latitude sun. Then about 56 million years ago, the greenhouse got even hotter, end of quotes. The Bible-believing academics of all disciplines are able to establish biblical accuracy beyond any reasonable doubt. On the other hand, the unbelievers cannot prove their theories or their millions and billions of years for the simple reason that they are not true. Several paragraphs from the God Said, Man Said feature, the 6,000s, part one, follow. The age of the earth and its universe is surely known, even down to the year, day of the week, and even the time of the day. For example, Genesis tells us the evening and the morning were the first day. God's days, all of them, begin in the evening. Work began in the evening in the darkness. God's creation process began the first day of the week, which would be Sunday evening, with the evening preceding the day. Evening and morning were the first day. Many chronological markers are laid out in the scriptures that are used to date the earth. The genealogical record is pivotal. Genesis 5.3 And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. From the birth of Adam on the sixth day to the birth of his son Seth was 130 years. Tracking the genealogical dates between father and son, we discover that 1,656 years transpired from the day Adam opened his eyes until Noah's flood. Moving forward from Noah, tracking genealogical spans to the years of the kings and other chronological markers, you can date the age of the earth, its universe, and all mankind. Anglican Archbishop James Usher, famous for dating the earth in the scholarly tome he wrote in the 1600s, known as the Annals of the World, used all of the methods noted and more in Appendix B of the Annals of the World, revised and updated by Larry and Marion Pierce, you'll find the following. In preparing this work, Usher first made the assumption that the Bible was the only reliable source document of chronological information for the time periods covered in the Bible. In fact, before the Persian Empire, very little is known about Greek, Roman, and Egyptian history or the history of other nations. Much rests on speculation and myths. Dates in the early history became more certain with the founding of the Medo-Persian Empire. For events before this time, Usher relied solely on data from the Bible to erect his historical framework. He chose the death of Nebuchadnezzar as a reliable date to anchor all the earlier biblical dates to. 
Hence, working backward from that date, he ended up with his date for creation of October 23, 4004 B.C., end of quote. The date of October 23, 4004 B.C. is based on the Julian calendar. According to the Gregorian calendar, still used today, and according to Usher, the beginning of time is Sunday, September 21, 4004 B.C. Now add the years since our Lord Jesus Christ, and you have an earth just over 6,000 years of age. Scientific and academic research continually and mostly unwittingly confirm Bible's young earth. Settle it in your heart. The earth is just over 6,000 years old. Paleontology, archaeology, ancient history, societal records, genealogical records, geology, molecular biology, and more, all say yes. I need the Word of God to be true. My life, even eternal life, depends on it. The God of today's carnal educators is called evolution. Foundational to evolution, without this, evolution could not exist, is the doctrine of uniformitarianism. Uniformitarianism declares that the present is the key to the past and that the Earth's geologic history has proceeded at a very uniform rate, similar to what is observed today. Approaching the apparent geological facts from the position of unbelief turns everything upside down. Instead of the Earth and its universe being just over 6,000 years old, the age offered is in the billions. Students of the Word of God understand that two major global events took place in the past that were certainly not uniform, not by anybody's imagination. If you arrived on Earth seven days after creation began, you would assume the earth had history when there was none. Had you come upon the apple tree laden with fruit, you would assume history, but other than four days, there was none. Had you encountered Adam and Eve, you would have assumed history, yet they were only one day old. Obviously, the creation of the earth and its universe, including all life forms in six 24-hour days, would not be considered uniform. The second global event that blows the doctrine of uniformitarianism out of the water is the global flood in the days of Noah that destroyed all living creatures that had breath of life in its nostrils with the exception of those upon the ark. Empirical data supporting this global, earth-changing flood is truly staggering. Fish fossils on every mountain peak, flood strata covering three-quarters of the earth, over 500 ancient and mostly extra-biblical societal accounts. The vast majority of all fossils buried as a result of water action and just so much more. But because carnal academia begins their approach to the facts in the spirit of the deceivableness of unrighteousness, the conclusions they derive can only be delusional. The foundation of uniformitarianism is truly sinking sand. When facts and not theories are presented, the evolutionists are left bewildered and red-faced, end of quote. From the 6,000s, part 9, the conclusion. According to Bishop Usher's excellent chronology of the earth, written in the 1600s, God began the creation process on Sunday eve, September 21, 4004 B.C. That date is according to the Gregorian calendar used today. Evolution, 
the God of the academics and their fake news counterparts, disagree vociferously. But when today's research is presented, unmassaged by evolution's theories that are spawned in the deceivableness of unrighteousness, you will see young. After 14-plus billion years of evo time, isn't it a shock to you that today's certified research shouts 6,000? Well, that's just point zero 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 four percent of proposed time. How did all these great happenings get clumped into such a short period of time? There is no time beyond 6,026 years because the Earth, its universe, and all its life forms simply did not exist. Keep an eye on the numbers as we conclude this series. Over 60 young Earth measurements are cataloged in this series, and this is surely not exhaustive, for the number of testimonies of young are innumerable. Highlights from the series follow in rapid fashion. Just over 6,000 years ago, famed ancient historian Flavius Josephus reports that Seth, the first man Adam's son, left behind two pillars upon which he left a written record. Josephus reported that these pillars remained in the land of Syria in his day, and he wrote that nearly 2,000 years ago. According to ScienceMag.org, fairy tales still in circulation today are between 2,500 and 6,000 years old. According to Science News, 5,000 to 3,000 years ago, witnessed the rise of metalworking, writing systems, and other signature features of urban civilizations. Also cited in Science News, the nomadic Yamea people reshaped Central and Northern European DNA beginning about 5,100 years ago, speaking an Indo-European language spawning more than 400 languages. Both groups were surprised at the findings. Think Tower of Babel. Skeptic challenged Noah's flood with statements like, if all this water fell from the sky flooding the whole earth, where is the water? Columbia University's researchers report that ocean levels were once 400 feet lower than they are today. If the earth were as smooth as a ball, it is calculated that the waters would be nearly two miles high above it. The claimed missing waters are here. As you continue on, keep in mind that according to Bishop Usher, Noah and his entourage boarded the ark on Sunday, December 7, 2,349 years B.C. I believe that date is from the Julian calendar. The following information is quoted from the November 2007 issue of Discover magazine under the title, Did a Comet Cause the Great Flood? This story reviews discoveries made by environmental archaeologist Bruce Massey of Los Almos National Laboratory. Massey's biggest idea is that some 6,000 years ago, a three-mile-wide ball of rock and ice swung around the sun and smashed into the ocean off the coast of Madagascar. The ensuing cataclysm sent a series of 6,000-foot-high tsunamis crashing against the world's coastlines and injected plumes of superheated water vapor and aerosol particles into the atmosphere. All told, up to 80% of the world's population may have perished making it the single most lethal event in history, end quote. Massey's getting close, but he's still short of the correct assessment. Note the dating, though, some 5,000 years ago. 
Ancient Chinese accounts of their beginnings speak of a catastrophic flood that threatened the heavens, from which a Noah-like hero emerges. This hero is God's conduit for the salvation of mankind. This event, according to the publications listed below, happened some 4,000 years ago. Headline, August 4, 2016, New York Times, Scientific Evidence of Flood may give credence to legend of China's first dynasty. Headline, August 5, 2016, UK Telegraph, first evidence of legendary China flood may rewrite history. Headline, August 4, 2016, Washington Post, legends say China began in a great flood. Giants just, scientists just found evidence that the flood was real. Headline, August 4, 2016, ScienceMag.org, massive flood, may have led to China's earliest empire. The flood in the days of Noah took place approximately 4,367 years ago. The headline in the March 2, 2019 issue of Science News reads, Pandas didn't always stick to bamboo. The subhead, specialized diet may have emerged in the last 5,000 years. Carter and Leitner report in the spring 2016 issue of Creation Research Society Cordlet. Evolutionists place a time frame of when mitochondrial Eve lived by assuming common ancestry between humans and chimps and the evolutionary time scale. However, when measured mutation rates in mitochondrial DNA were used, Eve was calculated to have lived around 6,000 years ago. Of course, the evolutionists do not accept this time frame, so they have sought ways around the implications. More recent in-depth analysis of mitochondrial DNA has upheld this biblical time frame from humans and found the same pattern in other organisms as well. Both secular and creationist researchers have employed the empirical method of developing genetic clocks and have achieved similar outcomes, i.e., dates of creature origins well within the biblical time frame of 6,000 years. This research has involved the genetic analysis of humans, fruit flies, water fleas, and roundworms. A massive new genetic study by secular scientists analyzed the DNA of over 100,000 animal species using about 5 million DNA sequences. Researchers at the Rockefeller University and the University of Basel found that the amount of DNA variation among humans was about the same as that observed for each of the many animal species they studied. They also discovered that each kind of creature was genetically distinct, having clear genetic boundary. Look out, evolution. When the researchers extrapolated this data into the time frames of origins, they discovered that about 90% of all animal life was roughly the same very recent age, a complete contradiction of evolutionary expectations. Ann Gibbons writes in January 2, 1998 issue of Science, in a feature titled, Calibrating the Mitochondrial Clock. Regardless of the cause, evolutionists are most concerned about the effect of a faster mutation rate. For example, researchers have calculated that the mitochondrial Eve 
the woman whose mtDNA was ancestral to that in all living people lived one hundred to two thousand or one hundred to two hundred thousand years ago in Africa using the new clock she would be a mere six thousand years old end of quote in the october twenty seventeen issue of Discover magazine you'll find the following under twenty things you didn't know about Animal domestication. Chicken domestication dates back 4,000 years or so. Domesticated horses dates to 5,500 years ago. Cats were domesticated in 4,400 B.C. Sheep, goats, pigs, and humpless cattle were domesticated under 10,500 years ago. Some of the numbers are inflated, but you get the idea all of a sudden. Pigeons were domesticated 5,000 years ago. The oldest known plague occurred about 5,700 years ago, according to the January 19, 2019 issue of Science News. Geologist Dr. Andrew Snelling writes in Volume 2 of Earth's Catastrophic Past. Now several experimental determinations of the helium linkage diffusion rate from zircons of several different rock units, including this Precambrian granite rock, are available and are in agreement. These exper experimental measurements all showed that helium diffuses so rapidly out of the zircon crystals that it should have all but disappeared after about 100,000 years. Because the uranium-lead radioisotope decay system indicates that originally they would have been 1.5 billion years worth of helium generated in these zircon crystals, the amounts of helium left in them should have long since leaked out. The measured amounts of retained helium in these zircon crystals, combined with the measured diffusion rate of the helium from zircon, can be used to calculate their de helium diffusion age. Indeed, there is so much helium still left in these zircons that based on the measured rate of helium diffusion from zircons, these zircon crystals have an average helium diffusion age of only 6,000, plus or minus 2,000 years, end of quote. The headline in the November 2014 feature of Acts and Facts, written by Jeffrey Tompkins, who holds his Ph.D. in genetics from Clemson University, it reads, Genetic entropy points to a young Earth. Excerpts from the feature follow. When scientists typically evaluate human genetic history, they incorporate hypothetical deep time scales taken from evolutionary paleontology to calibrate their models of DNA change over time. In other words, they assume millions of years and literally build deep time into their models. In contrast, these new studies use demographic models of human populations over known historical time and geographical space. The resulting data showed a very recent massive burst of human genetic diversification, mostly associated with genetic entropy. One author stated, the maximum likelihood time for accelerated growth was 5,115 years ago. This places the beginning of the period of genetic decline, close to the Genesis flood, when the earth began its repopulation through Noah's family and humans, and it rapidly diversified. Amazingly, this recent explosion of human genome variation, mostly associated with genetic entropy, also fits the same pattern of human life expectancy rapidly declining 
after the flood, as recorded, and where you would expect the Bible. End of quote. The headline, December 29, 2012, issue of Science News reads, Human Diversity's Recent Explosion. The subhead reads, Most genetic variation came about in the last 5,000 years. Now consider this headline from May 2013, issue of Acts and Facts, Is Mankind Getting Dumber? Several paragraphs written by science writer Brian Thomas follow. Do today's children have lower IQs than yesterday's? Yes, according to measurements of intellectual and emotional strength gathered from different countries and contexts. The results show the same basic decline and resist the notion that public or other forms of education are to blame. Could the cause instead lie within? Stanford University professor Gerald Crabtree thinks so. He published a pair of essays in the journal Trends in Genetics, citing new discoveries that show why the human intellect is surprisingly fragile. Each new generation accrues about 60 new mutations to the gene-coding DNA regions of the human genome. Crabtree applied this rate to calculate that every 20 to 50 generations, we should sustain a mutation in one copy of one of our many ID genes. As a result, in the past 3,000 years, uh, each of us should have accumulated, at the very least, 2.5 to 6 mutations in ID genes. Accordingly, the human intellect perhaps reached the peak 2,000 to 6,000 years ago. End of quote. 6,000 years ago, God created Adam in his own likeness and image and said he was very good. If the earth and its universe are just over 6,000 years old, where does evolution's billions of years come from? The following paragraph is from the God Said Men Said feature, More 6,000-Year-Old Earth. Standard dating techniques that are used to generate millions and billions of years of purported earth history are not only built on the usually false premise of uniformitarianism, but their data is being turned upside down regularly. The following news release, titled Radioactive Dating Warning, was published in the periodical Creation December 2005. The information was garnered from the January 2005 issue of Geology. Geologists from the UK and the USA recently warned of new pitfalls with radioactive dating. They found that the basic assumptions behind one widely used and highly regarded method of mineral isochrome are invalid in many instances. Further, they found the standard test geologists used to check the quality of the radioactive dating uh, results could not be relied upon. End of quote. Establishing the Bible's inerrancy in Genesis concerning the age of the earth in the face of Satan's blistering attacks is a very important exercise. I need to know it's true. Everything depends upon it. If the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and all its miraculous events are true, then I can be confident in the rest of God's beautiful book. That means John 3.16 is true. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That means Romans 10.10 is true. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
That means John eleven twenty five and 26 is true. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? The conclusion is God's word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. They speak as fact and with authority, both facts and authority they do not own. Evolution and its foundation, uniformitarianism, are built on unbelief. And just point zero 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 four percent of their purported 14-plus billion years of time, everything happens in just 6,000 years. Wow, Professor, that makes sense. Why does everything start right here? Why does everything end right here? Because God in his beautiful book said so. God said, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 20, Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but the counselors of peace is joy. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Romans chapter 1, verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Man said, boom, out of nothing, here we are. That's so intellectually satisfying, don't you think? Our professors are so smart. Now you have the record.